Hey everyone, welcome to the 41st episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your week. My name is Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by just Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. This is the first time in a long time, guys, that it has just been the three of us. Is that real? That yeah. feels about right, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to throw the punch saying, just Marcos Carmona, <laughs> and then skip me. <laughs> no, why would I skip you? I don't know, because I'm always waking up late. Well, that's okay. Today you woke up plenty on time. It was yeah. me who's running behind. I was really struggling to stay awake. Well, th- <laughs> this podcast is going to be an absolute thrill. You'll have no problem staying awake. Uh, we have <laughs> we don't we actually don't have a whole lot <laughs> invested in today's episode. Uh, not a whole lot of news broke over the course of the last week, um, but we are going to talk about open world games. And sort of do we, you know, whether or not we think that's kind of the future of video games and what defines an open world game. And do we even like open world games? We keep getting all these open world games, but do we even really like them? So we'll talk about that later. A few corrections from last week. Since I was gone, Blake took over. He did a great job. But in his stead, we got a few (laughs) questions about the scoring of. So you guys talked about this last week. Um, We got a few comments asking about the, just like to clarify the scoring from our last game. And it turns out that one of the things that we didn't do uh, on the first couple of weeks, we were just assigning one point for whoever would win the overall game rather than one point per correct answer. So that led to some weird skewing. So the actual score as of right now is Marcos 10, Dakota 8, and myself 7. So that is the actual score after reevaluating um, and going back. So how many episodes? Well, I guess you had to go back to sex episodes, but or whatever. Yeah, it, it was just a, it was just two weeks. It was the one from two weeks ago where it was me, you, Andy, and all four of like, us. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's that's just all when I, had I to think I'm. To. Well, I don't think I was ever in the lead. I think Marcos. We all were tied supposedly, but that was incorrect. So now Marcos has his rightful lead. Um. Okay, but we do have a new game this week from a oh different boy. Patreon member, Finks the Dragon Slayer. Oh. God bless. So this is actually pretty similar. It'll work functionally the same, but this game is called You Made This? Question mark. And the rules for this game are two, two contestants will guess the publisher or developer of a game. If the contestant gets the developer right, it's two points. If the contestant gets the publisher right, it is just one point. If neither contestant guesses the answer, the correct answer twice, so out of the normal five games that we'll announce, the host wins the point for the overall uh, for the overall game. So Does we're guessing sense? the developer and the publisher, or just so, the developer? so developer if you can, publisher if you can't. Think I of, see. Of, okay. So developer will get you two points, publisher will get you one. So I'll each I'll give you each a chance to name the developer, and if you can't do that, we'll then move on to the publisher. Make sense? All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first one, I'm going to start with Dakota because I feel like uh, I feel like she might know this one. Who is it developed? Our, is, it better be oh. dishonored. No, it's Animal Crossing. Oh lord! Who? De- well, Nintendo. The so Nintendo developed Animal Crossing. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay, Marcos. What do you think? Isn't it like Cal Laboratories? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Dakota gets it right. It was just Nintendo. Oh, really? Nintendo games yeah. are usually just Nintendo uh, nine times out of ten. Not always. Not always. They, not they do have a couple internal studios. Yeah, you have like Game Freak 
And then you have like retro, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Because no, you guys, did you guys talk about the um, Metroid Prime last week? You did, right? Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, so retro just was an, recently announced as the developer behind that game. So they have a they have a couple like smaller studios um, that that work on game, their games. But Game Freak's the only one that I can ever think of. Yeah, I think of How a lot because of Kirby. Right. They they definitely have a few that are usually franchise specific, um, but. In this particular case, Nintendo uh, led the way on both both fronts, developer and publisher. Yo, God, okay. like so, Dakota gets two points there. <gasps> uh, two? Yeah, two. So uh, keep in mind, whoever wins this will just earn one point total. But the, we keep track in in the middle of the game. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, okay. So whoever leaves with the most points gets the actual yes, point. gets the actual point. Yeah. Okay. 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 So here's uh, the next one. I'm gonna ask Marcos. This is super is tricky. Oh, okay. uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Who developed uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Marcos? Now this uh, game had like several developers. I'm I'm specifically asking for the console version. <laughs> there was a, okay. Uh... It also was made for like GameCube, PC, or excuse me, Game Boy. But yeah, I'm not asking for any of those. Uh I'm like probably the Capcom or somebody weird. Okay, Dakota. Yeah, I I've got no clue. I'm I'm gonna have to Kotaku. I was gonna say like Kotaku. I don't want to <laughs> say Capcom, but I'm gonna agree, have to agree. It's probably like a stupid small publisher. Oh, Capcom is not stupid. Okay, I know what you mean. How dare you? Uh, I know I said that and I was like, uh, can't backtrack now. Let's it it say, is a Sega. stupid small developer. It is a Sega, because I don't really? I can't think of anything. Sega. It is not Sega nor Capcom. It is a company called Griptonite, which I had never heard of before. But you have a chance to get it right, get a get a single point here. Marcos, who published Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? This one's a little easier. Easy. Uh Who's stupid? EA? <laughs> okay, is that your final answer? Yeah, I'll say EA or Electronic Arts, whatever they stand for. Dakota? <laughs> I've, I still don't know. I'm... You could guess Sega again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what my heart wants to say, because I just don't know, but... Oh, I could have guessed not... Capcom again, well. You could I'm gonna I'm going to yeah. go with... Uh, you know what? I'll go with Capcom. <laughs> That's a better choice than Sega. It was EA. It was EA. EA it. I knew I should have moved off game. of him. I knew I, I should have, but I'm like, you know what? Nah. Let me not. I what? think I think EA currently handles all of the they published all seven, or I guess maybe even eight of the Harry Potter games. There's that many? Wow. Yeah. It, well, there's also the Harry Potter Quidditch Cup um game that's actually pretty good. I it's one of my favorite sports games. And yeah, EA, EA was behind all of those. Is is Harry You're Potter Disney or DreamWorks or what are they? No, Harry no. Potter is Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Yeah, that's weird. Who may that's... or may not make a reappearance later? I'm not spoiling anything, but oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Didn't so they actually develop games though, like at some point for a hot minute. Who, they Warner made the Bros? Looney Tunes games, or at least they. they Warner like, Bros. has published out. games, so it is a very weird story. I don't know how that ended up with EA, but they do. Yeah, they weird. do publish. So, 
Okay, so here's an easier one. I'm going to start with Dakota this time. I'm still not going to say it's easy, but it's easier. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Who developed uh, KOTOR? Wait, that's the same thing, right? Knights of the Old Republic is KOTOR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll Um, give a little hint here. This developer still exists. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know, like, the overall publisher was probably EA still. Um... So I guess I'll just throw out my publisher answer as EA still, but okay. So you you just want to wait for publisher then? No guess on developer. No, I'll guess for the developer. Okay. Um, uh, I'll go with I guess who is it? If EA published it, I guess I'll just guess like Bioware because they work for EA, right? Generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Marcos. What do you yeah, think? I was going to go with uh, Bioware as well. Both of you are right. It was Bioware. Now, the weird thing is, is that it was not EA who published the game because what? EA just recently okay, well, bought now you Bioware. Just gave Marcos a free answer. Uh, <laughs> for a publisher, so, for developer, so whatever. The way that this worked, and this is a really interesting thing, Bioware was, uh, developed Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic under Lucasfilm. Who used to make so like Lucas Arts? They oh, used to make. you're right. They used to make Star Wars games, and then when they shut down, EA bought it, and also just happened to own Bioware. And guess what game we haven't gotten? A new Kotor. It makes no sense. The whole thing is very obscure. I forgot about Lucas Arts. Yeah. So uh, Bioware is is a very just in case this pops back up. Remember RPGs. Bioware made a lot of the most famous ones. Okay. Here's a little easier one. I'll start with Marcos this time. Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, Who's the developer? That was uh, 343, no? Or was 343 the team? Is that your final answer? Uh, Yeah, I'll go with 343. Okay, Dakota? It's Bungie, isn't it? It's Bungie! Two points for Dakota. The original Halo Combat Evolved was developed by Bungie. Of course, Marcus. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, I was so like, funny. that's the only thing I know about Bungie. They made yeah. Halo. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure that at this point, Dakota has this one wrapped up. But just in case. God, finally a game I can win. Uh, <laughs> just in case, we have Rampage. Um, Dakota, who developed the game Rampage? Isn't, oh, I don't know what that game is. <laughs> I, I know this one. So it was just recently remade into a film with The Rock. (laughs) It was. Yeah. Oh, so this is an old game. It was like it was in the arcades before anything. Mm -hmm. When in doubt, Capcom. Capcom. All right, Marcos. Yo, Midway. It was Midway. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this, I actually stole this. There it goes. Marcos and I are a part of a fantasy league, and he nicknamed his (laughs) his team uh, Midway. And so that that kind of gave me the idea. So this was a little. I gave Animal Crossing for Dakota, and then I Rampage. I was like, "Oh, Marcus will be able to pick that one up." Okay. So thanks. Thank you for the great game. We look forward to playing that for the rest of the month. Yeah, that's yeah, actually fun. a real good one. I like that. Yeah. Dakota earns a point, and uh, that was worth nine. So, uh, so yeah, Marcos has ten. Dakota has nine. I am stuck at seven. Womp womp. But just a reminder that if you ever, if the between the two of you cannot guess the developer or publisher. You and that happens twice. I get a point. So, oh, oh, so you yeah. don't even get it after one time. You get it if we if we 
screw up two times? Yeah, it has to be two times. I've been thinking. I I I oh. came up with the scoring there. I may end up doing it tw- for two points, but we'll see. I'll I'll give you guys one more week. Um, you should give me. yourself two points for that because then you'll be real behind. Yeah, you guys are pretty good at that game. I was I'm surprised. Okay, so let's get back into uh, the news. There's not a lot this week, but the Metro stuff just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, so Metro Exodus, which is a game that comes out in a couple of weeks, um, being uh, developed by THQ Nordic, I think is is the developer behind the game, and they they as most everybody at this point has heard, uh, were picked up as an exclusive title on PC from Epic Games. And Dakota and Marcos, I believe you guys talked about this a little bit last week. Um, so we won't get into that. But one of the interesting things is that a, a Metro developer recently just came out and said, hey, if you guys decide to boycott our game, if you're so angry about the fact that we're exclusive to this new publisher, this new store, then we won't be able to develop further titles for the PC. Almost as like a threat, but kind of like a, hey, Dakota, do you remember when The Sims did this? When they were like, hey, if you guys don't buy SimCity, we're not making Sims 5. (laughs) That was a really weird story. And that's kind of what this... That's kind of like what this feels like. But obviously the developer retracted the statement. And then uh, THQ. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's just a tough. Are you really going to hold a game hostage like that? Like, so <laughs> well, I, really I want to ask you guys. People that buy your games, people that are making, giving you your money. So this week, a new game from the developers of Titanfall came out, Marcos. Yeah. Apex Legends. Everybody. Everybody kind of knew that some version of Titanfall 3 was in the works until it started to get... There was like some rumblings a couple of weeks ago that maybe Titanfall 3 was really turning into like a Titanfall Battle Royale. And then it became clear that it wasn't really a Titanfall game at all. It was this new game called Apex Legends. Um, so what do you know about this game, Marcos? It just came out a couple of days ago. Uh, any Anything to say about it? I know that people are really liking it. I think it hit 2 million unique numbers as of this afternoon. In terms of player count? Yeah. And um, I think you play as classes. Like, you pick a class before you do a drop. I haven't seen much gameplay, but uh, I have seen a Twitter post about, like, what do you play in Apex Legends? I think it was, like, IGN or something. But uh, Mm -hmm. there's classes in there, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, so it it appears that rather than like centering around Titans, which is what Titanfall did, it, they have like legends. So each you can, I guess, select players or fighters that have select uh, abilities. So yeah, yeah, it's, it seems really interesting. It, the whole thing I just watched. I haven't had much time to tune into it uh, since it just released, but it, it looks super high production value and really so. Yeah, no. so it it seems like I know a lot of people were thinking that Blackout would be that game, and maybe to some degree it was, but Apex Legends seems like the game that took Battle Royale seriously and is like, okay, we're we're coming with everything we have, and they have EA behind them, so they have tons of dollars being poured into this kind of thing. So this might be the first real competitor that Fortnite has. Dakota, do you think there's any chance that? If we talk about this game, because we did the same thing with Black Ops, and I think both of both of you guys said that Black Ops would would supersede Fortnite, and it didn't. No, I did not. I did not I say did. that. I def said that. I do. Remember I, I refuse to believe that. that I said that. 
<laughs> Listen, Fortnite you know wasn't what? always as big as it is now. It wasn't a couple, even a couple months ago when we were talking about Fortnite. Uh, maybe a couple months ago, but you know, Fortnite, Fortnite wasn't that big when it when it first came out. I don't think I, I don't think anybody saw it for saw it becoming this big. True, of a it was thing, all about right? the PUBG. Yeah, I mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine making the prediction that Fortnite, this weird little game that started out as a an entirely different concept, would take over uh, Black Ops, which has I, I, Call of Duty has traditionally been the number one selling game. I think this was the first year that it wasn't for Ooh. like the last decade. So um, that that obviously went to Red Dead Redemption, but either uh, way, yeah, uh, I, uh, I don't. Hmm. I don't know, because, I mean, most of the stuff that I'm... I, I didn't even know it was, like, a Battle Royale game. Because I, right. I saw the, like, different kind of character things, and I saw a lot of people comparing it to Overwatch. For whatever reason. Probably because of the class classes. Yeah. But, so I thought it was, like, an Overwatch-type game. Like, another one of those. But then I saw it compared to Fortnite, and I was confused. But, but Mark, <laughs> that makes sense. I think um, it's a I nice think... blending of the two, kind of. Like, a legend system mixed with Battle yeah. Royale. Yeah. yeah, I think it's hard to say right now because I know actually Apex Legends right now is getting like more views on Twitch than Fortnite is, which is like right. three t- twice as much, three times as much. Um, I'll check right now. I don't know what it is right now. The screenshot I saw was like Fortnite at a hundred thousand. Apex Legends had like three hundred thousand. Wow, two hundred ninety thousand. Yeah. yeah, so two hundred ninety thousand on Apex Legends and one hundred thirty-eight. On Fortnite, that is abs- like two hundred ninety thousand is a lot yeah. of people watching that game. And I mean, it's not even like a prime Twitch hour right now, where it's like kind of eveningish, you know? Um, right. So, I mean, right, like it's it's got a lot of hype right now, so it's hard to say. Like Fortnite's done a really good job of like keep like holding on to what they've got. Like Fortnite's been around for how many months? And I mean, we're still talking about Fortnite. Fortnite is still relevant. Fortnite's more relevant than it's ever freaking McBin. Did but... you say McBin? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that? I said freaking McBin. Yeah. Oh. But wow. Okay. Can, I don't know continue. how. I don't know how well. Like, if Apex Legends, like, I mean, of course, like they've got a really good standing. A lot of people are real into it, so it's real easy to hold on to your audience right now. But I don't know if it'll last like Fortnite does. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna place a little bet here. Uh, will Apex Legends, at the recording of our first episode in <clears throat> March, have more viewers than Fortnite? No. I'll say yes. Fuck it, I'm already in it. Let's okay. Go. So so Marco says yes, and Dakota says no. I will say I think it'll be close. I'll but... say I'll say no as well. I think I think I think Fortnite rebounds, but. This this is the first for me. This is the like I think Fortnite is vulnerable. Um and what yeah, that definitely. means exactly, I don't know. I don't know if that means like, oh, Fortnite won't be the, the game that everybody in the world is talking about. I but in all likelihood, I think it just means that other games are gonna start taking a bit of that market share um piece by piece. Just in the same way. You guys remember PUBG? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We should play, man. Let's play Apex. Yeah, Apex looks good. I, is I would it be happy. free? Yeah, I it's free to play. Point. I forgot to mention that point. Yeah, yeah, it's free yeah. to play. Free to play. So, it and it's available on console and PC. Yes, I think so. And it's already—they already said they have plans for it to be cross-compatible. So, yeah, good move on EA's part. This is all EA. Finally, 
right? <laughs> Everybody's happy about something EA did. What? Not? Okay, uh, so next story, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about this because it is just a juicy rumor, but it is juicy. Uh, the next Nintendo Switch will reportedly be smaller and cheaper. I don't want one to be smaller. Yeah. I want a bigger Switch. Yeah, I called it. Yeah. Marcos did. I remember we had had this conversation. Uh, okay, so just... If I wanted a smaller Switch, I'd play my DS or my 3DS. Or your 3DS can't play Smash Bros. Don't you just want a Switch that'll fit right in your pocket, Dakota? No, because women's jeans don't have pockets. So it doesn't matter anyway. Your coat pocket? It, I live in the desert. It's cold for one month. Your purse? My Switch already fits in my purse. Ah, I'm out. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm down for a compatible, like a, a, like a nice small Switch that I can put in my perfectly sized pockets. <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> sized pockets. Okay. Weird uh, flex, I know, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting bit of news there. Uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that juicy rumor. We'll see how it uh, how it ferments over time. I want a okay. bigger switch. Give me a switch. Yeah, I, I do too, Dakota. I'm with you. Um, one that I can fit in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> one All that right. I can't fit in my purse. <laughs> if it fits in the purse, it's too small. <laughs> so my favorite story from this week, you remember our like first four or five episodes of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast, how we talked a lot about loot boxes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we haven't had to talk a lot about that uh, anymore. And it's in part because of moves like this. Open Critic, which is a review aggregate website for video games, now flags loot boxes. Um, so anytime a game partakes in any kind of loot boxing, it marks it as such on the game while people are looking at reviews. Uh, Dakota, what do you think about this? Do you think this is the future? Like, do you think before you purchase a game, Microsoft will give you like a little message that's like, hey, just so you know, this game contains loot boxes? Or do you think that's something that's just going to be, uh, you know, website by website and whatnot? I think people are really going to like the idea where it's like, hey, this game has loot boxes and then steal this. And I was going to say, we should also steal this idea. Just saying, but. Oh, we should steal this idea. Yeah, we don't have it on our. We don't have it on Epilogue Game. Yeah. I think I think it's like a really good idea, and I think other companies are going to realize, hey, people really like this. You know, contains loot boxes, like loop loop. I think disclaimer this... on it, and I think you know yeah. bigger companies will start kind of picking up on it, and then it's just going to be kind of a, a regular thing. <laughs> oh, bless you, Marcos. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I mute myself when I sneeze. I Listen, you, it, there's not always enough time, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I actually do think that that you're right. I think the the transparency um, is nice, but this isn't transparency between the developers and the consumers. This is just you know developers between or, of the website and the people looking at the website. So I do think this could be in the future. This could be kind of a win win. And I'm curious as to what you think here, Marcos. Do you think in the future that developers might actually go out of their way to make sure that people know about loot boxes? Or do you think it's something that might eventually be mandated on specific platforms like Sony um, to try and avoid more controversy over loot boxes? I think they'll keep the loot boxes. I think they'll uh, make an effort to make it known that there are loot boxes. I mean, phone games do it, right? Like on the uh, Apple Store, yeah. mm-hmm. that they'll say like in-app purchases and all that stuff. So why not have it on uh, actual uh, 
video game uh what's it Steam? like consoles and yeah. and steam yeah platforms um so does steam have that stuff like if you no. were to buy destiny 2 on steam does it say like loot boxes not unless that? it's hidden in some small text beneath when i buy the game uh oh, okay yeah so do you think that the, you you're predicting that eventually we'll have more awareness of this kind of thing before we buy it do you think it'll come from the developer or do you think it'll be in the form of some sort of mandate I think it'll be through stuff like Steam or uh, Epic Games or uh, PSN or the Microsoft Store, all that stuff. Right. Because, I mean, they still, it would only be, I only see it on like digital sales, like when you're on the game page, not on like on the box. I don't think a box will say, hey, we got loot boxes. Right. And I, I said earlier, I'm just catching myself now. I said it was a win-win situation. I, I don't mean to say that, it's ever a, a, a win for consumers that loot boxes exist in the first place. Um, but it's certainly better than them being like hidden from us as it has been the last I like couple of boxes. years. I'm one of the, uh, the <laughs> you're, you're, you're the whale. <laughs> I, I like loot boxes, man. Loot boxes I, are I, a dangerous game for me because I'll spend I play them. a lot of Destiny 2. I like them. I think I, I enjoy the concept in certain situations, like uh, when it's purely aesthetic and things like that. I do not like it when it affects gameplay. And I feel slight. that. Yeah, for sure. Destiny 2 is real good about that. Uh, Street Fighter Five added loot boxes, and that was, uh, oof, they got me good. But uh, yeah. You guys are the reason that these things still exist. So hey, when man, you send I'm hate mail our way, send games. it to Marcos. Hey, don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's take a, a quick second to thank all of our patreon members um again you can go to epiloggaming.com or patreon.com slash epiloggaming if you want to check us out uh we have a couple of new members this month and we are at an all-time high of 189 dollars so thank you we're drawing ever closer to the spy spoiler cast which i know dakota is excited about um so thank you to cat and andy plays for joining up on Patreon this month, as well as our gold tier members and above, Matt Buchanan, Tina Jameson, who gave us the great uh, what year is it for for last month, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Drath Josh, Disney Lover for Life, Sell You Her, Chocolate Chip Pancakes, and X Creations. Uh, you too can become a Patreon member for as little as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash epiloggaming. So, I'll be frank with with our listeners. I came into today's podcast and I was like, guys, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And superhero Dakota was like, you know what? I've got plenty of good ideas lined up. Don't worry, Ben. Let's talk about open world games. So that's what we're doing this week. Um, Dakota, when you initially wanted to talk about open world games and we'll get to our week. It's becoming a weekly thing where we like operationally define what we're talking about but when you think of an open world game what what exactly pops into your head skyrim that's like the first thing mm, is like okay games like skyrim just games like skyrim yeah and i realize that's like a real vague but no i i think that's actually really specific like just right? massive like okay. rpgs you know skyrim mm -hmm. fallout i guess i don't usually think of fallout because it's not fantasy but i think it says I, a lot a fantasy that person <laughs> Well, I think it says a lot that you, the first thing you think of is a game. So it's not like an idea of open world. Skyrim was so big when it came out and, and meant so much to the open I, honestly, world genre that it I just kind of. I think Skyrim might have been the, the game to like 
kick off this open world games being like much too uh, kind of getting a little too big for their britches. I, I think I agree with that. Marcos, what do you think when you first uh, think of open world games? Uh, stuff like Ocarina of Time. I think that's one, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. think that's one? I've never played what? it, but like I see people play it and I think it looks like it's open world, but I'm, not, I'm never really too sure. I don't play a lot of open world games. Like the most that, recent I one I played too. That's not true. Completion. You do play a lot of open Kingdom world Hearts games. Kingdom Hearts is an open world game. Yeah. No, it's Kingdom not. Hearts. Yeah, it, it is. is. What do you mean? You I was, like the way I think world. of open world. There's no, a no, massive no. world. Like, you, it's just there's like a break down. in between the worlds. Like, Good. You, okay, so we're getting into the definition early. Yeah, yeah let's like, do this. I, I like when I think of world. I mean, like down. you can go from one place to another just by pure like walking or however however travel works in the game. I guess. Can we do a cool without segue a break where... going in in between each area? We need like, a segue. Hearts has a break between the worlds. Like Spider Man, you could just swing everywhere. And that was open world for you. Yeah. We need a segue where it's go, let's break it down. And then we go. Wow, you you really wanted to work that one in there. (laughs) I was trying. You were excited about that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, let's break it down. (laughs) (laughs) The the idea, I think, what what Marcos is saying is that every area is accessible. Um, It from the get-go does it have to be the get-go like not right from the get-go but once you open up once you get the ability to open anything up you can go you can just walk there you can walk anywhere like dark souls pretty good about that okay yeah sure so dakota would you just listening to what marco says he says kingdom hearts is an an open world game uh where do you disagree there what is it about o- kingdom hearts that makes it open world uh, like, I can understand where for Kingdom Hearts it kind of hits kind of like a weird territory, but to me it's still open world because it's essentially the world is your the universe? That That's real deep. The world's... <laughs> <laughs> the world... <laughs> is the universe... We're all over the place in, today. <laughs> the universe is these smaller worlds, which I feel like it could fall into that category where, like... The developer, like Arkham, who is the developers of uh, Prey and Dishonored, um, mm-hmm. they consider their games open world, which I never had thought of Dishonored as an open... Like, when they're talking about Prey and how they developed it, um, I'm really into Arkham's games. But when they're talking about how they developed Prey, uh, they wanted to kind of stray away how they kind of had this big world with Dishonored, which I never even thought of Dishonored being kind of an quote-unquote open world. More so as I was kind of going into a level each time. But they said for Prey, their general idea was to kind of condense the world into like a smaller format. Um, where it's you're just on a space station versus you have this whole city. Even though you're right. not exploring that whole city, like in the traditional sense of an open world, you have this city. And it's different sectors that you kind of go to at a time. So they wanted to condense that into a space station. But kind of can like put more detail in like, little things and more, like, oomph into, like, every little thing within the station. Like, each room kind of has, like, details about this person. You can learn about all the individual people on the station without ever meeting them. And I think Kingdom Hearts falls into that same category where you have different uh, planets and, like, whatever (laughs) Kingdom Hearts does. (laughs) Different planets and whatever, yeah. It's Different worlds, I think they consider them. Yeah, different worlds. worlds. You have your different worlds, but each of those worlds is condensed with more information 
like a lot more information just about the world specifically and its characters in more detail versus just having an open world that's kind of a little vague and less um what's the word less like you know what i mean sure well so i think what you're getting at is is a kind of a question that i wanted to address is the difference between open level design and open world so like an open world game to me like you said i think i think skyrim i think spider-man um i think uh maybe legend of zelda ocarina of time or even just the legend of zelda where i can kind of go anywhere from when the game you know theoretically starts uh so I think this is this is an important distinction. We need to lay down the law here. Um, you need to be able to access different parts of the game in non-chronological order. That includes side quests. I think that's an important part, is that if I want to go do something out of order, I can do that, right? I think that's a, that's an important component. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, there's no real order to the game. You can yes. kind of do whatever you need when. Right. It's open. Yeah. yeah. It's open. So okay. in terms of like the chronological sense in which you complete the game, not just where you can go, because I think you get into all these weird questions. It's like, okay, well, Spider-Man's open world, but I can't go into the buildings. I can climb on them, but I can't walk. I can't walk through most of them. Right? Well, yeah, but in Skyrim, you can't walk into. Ev- well, yes, you can. Never mind. Hold most on. Skyrim I take back my. Can. I take back my piece. Um, man, that, do you really want to go into every little? Building no, you I don't see? think so. But I, I just think I think it's important to differentiate. Okay, so and honestly, open world doesn't mean you can do everything. Down. Yeah, right? oh, it just, just it just means your world's McFrickin' massive. That's twice now. Third time we're kicked out. I'm trying really hard not to swear. <laughs> oh, okay, that actually, you know what? That's totally reasonable. This might be the first episode I don't have to mark as explicit on iTunes. That would be a big win for us. And if that means I drop a few McFreaks, oh well. Okay, oh boy, right, fair enough. Uh, so that's that's kind of the first one. Able to tackle. That's our first rule of thumb, I think, for open world games. You can tackle missions out of order. So I think the, what's the when we're talking about not just like missions, but like Dakota said, having just like with Arkham games, because I think that's a great example. But being able to affect the world at large by doing something. So like in Spider-Man, when I am, you know, taking down a couple of bank robbers or something like that affects the world at large because uh, what is it? Jonah Jameson starts talking about it on the radio, right? So like something I do here has an effect on the game as a whole. So I think that's another sort of more vague uh, rule that I would I would add to open world games is that you're doing something and it affects the world at large somehow. Um, like if you if you take out a dragon in a village in Skyrim, the the villagers are all you know they're like cheering and they're happy and they they talk about it right. So there's some sort of component there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. Okay. So what other rules are involved, uh, Dakota? This- do you, off the top of your head size does that have to like i think that's probably the biggest thing is like does does the world have to be a certain (laughs) that's a great question yeah because okay let's take so you're playing a game where you're a baby in a nursery but the nursery is only by like four feet by four feet and there's a couple of blocks you can play with technically you can explore the whole world as the baby right yeah but is that an open world game I don't think so. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, so then sides must have to play some role. But uh, see, so why was it just, it just a level? No, my thing yeah. was uh, coming back to Arkham games. Um, we're talking a lot about them today. Maybe something good's going to happen, and that's why. Who knows? Anyway. Nonsense. <laughs> um, I can have dreams. Dishonored, I would not consider open world. It's open level or whatever, like you said. Yeah, I, th- Prey I think those are different. Isn't a, a, Prey isn't a big world, but you can kind of go to any area. I know there's like the big controversy about Metroidvanias can't be 3D, but we don't have to oh, go no. there. Oh, I, I, no. Let's... <laughs> We, you know what? We that need was to something go there. I was gonna address, like, <laughs> Let's do, do that. Do yeah. open world games need to be three D? Ooh, Ooh, no, I don't think so. Titan, uh, have you ever played uh, Titan Souls? Yeah, I love. Yeah, Titan it's one Souls. of my favorite open world games. That's two yeah. D. Yeah. But um, in Prey, you can kind of go anywhere in the world, but you're restricted if you don't have certain skills or abilities, sure. um, to go places or like materials. So I'm. We don't gotta go to the Metro Metroidvania. Can't be three D thing. No, but, but I like. I what like is what that you said earlier? Because it's a small world. Yeah, it's, you, it's not big by any means. So I think part of being anywhere. a world is that you have more than one component. So like, we talked about levels, right? But sort of having a world or an open area, but several different components within that area. So like in Spider, you know, in Spider Man, you have certain buildings you have like docks that you can go out on you have uh you know in skyrim you have mountains you have houses you have a several different villages that are like large but they all fit inside the confines of the world right so you're not like leaving the space so much as you're going further in the middle of the space and i think that's what prey does um pretty well is it i would totally consider that open world um it has several different components and like thematically um, reserved areas for parts of the game, but you can go from one spot to another inside of that world. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think... It's a real good game. You guys should play it. Nonsense. I think size has something to do with it, but only to an extent. Like, I think Majora's Mask is a really good open world game, and that town is small. Like, that is a small little village. Um, Clock Town is just, like, very little. Uh, but there's so many different things you can do. Like Dakota said earlier, it's the attention to detail that I think is really important for creating an open world game that feels good. Um, And that's why I think when we talk about Skyrim leading to some potentially bad habits on the part of other developers, uh, like what are those bad habits, Marcos? What do you hate to see in an open world game? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I don't play them. <laughs> I, I play a few, but they're usually all good. Like, I don't think I've had. <laughs> like, I mean, I played uh, Skyrim, but uh, I didn't like it for a different. Are reasons. you implying Andromeda is good? Yeah, I love Andromeda, but I also <laughs> oh don't God. think Andromeda is open world. Why did you bring that up? I don't think because <laughs> you know exactly that's what he was talking about. <laughs> Wait, Andromeda is not open world. I don't think it is. I don't consider it to be. Andromeda would be open world in the same way Kingdom Hearts. Is. Yeah, it's like mm. yeah. I've never played it, so I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, believe it to be okay. So Dakota, then you play a lot of Assassin's Creed. You play a lot of open world stuff. Um, What What is the kind of thing that you see in an open world game, and you're like, man, I just, I hate this. It's empty. I think that's the biggest complaint, and I think that's like the biggest grief with open world games coming into like kind of like hitting like what is it, the limelight? I guess Mm -hmm. where every game has to be open world now is that. 
there's they're empty. Skyrim is empty. Like outside of like of course the towns, like if you're just wandering around the world like, oh, here's a cave. That's I mean, the it's like it's almost like just kind of rinse and repeat for a lot of those things. It's like, oh, here's another cave. Oh, here's another just generated cave. Ooh. Right. But other than that, it's like there's no attention to detail. It's I just really like that wandering. word that generated. It's like the the well, copy of something else in order. So we're basically doing the same thing twice under the guise that we're doing more things, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I. It's the same way I feel and about open to, world. To call yeah. out uh, Elder Scrolls, but when they when they made EOS, their dungeons were literally just randomly generated. Right, and like, I think repeats Marcos, of the same five dungeons marcos will recall this as well but in bloodborne when they randomly like they they have a mechanic oh, the um, chalice dungeons. They, they have a mechanic called chalice dungeons in bloodborne and these chalice dungeons are randomly generated so that it's like the feeling of you'll never run out of content but they all feel the same they all feel yeah. like they share components of one another and it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel real and lived in and dakota i think you've hit on so many great points in regards to like it's it has to be detail oriented, just like those Arkham games. It's, it had every area has to have attention to detail. Um, for me to feel like it's a world that I even care about exploring, right? Like that's the whole thing. If you're gonna make an open world game, you got to make me want to explore it, or else what's the point? I think I got one. Okay, it doesn't have fast travel. I oh, think open world games need fast travel. Need it. Need it. Okay. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think especially in smaller cases like things with Prey, um, Majora's Mask, I think it I think it serves you well to have to come up. That's usually how I find like hidden secrets and stuff. No, man, because fucking... Yeah, that's um, also to say I love walking around in those games. I usually don't uh, have trouble. No, because when you need a, like, when usually when open world games have like these weird little fucking collectibles for a trophy or whatever you need, you're going to have to go to somewhere that's probably... 10 years away from you and instead of walking for 20 minutes it needs it, it would be much better if you just had a teleporter thingy well ocarina of time doesn't have fast travel and I that's mean, why ocarina of time is a bad game oh no okay all right well let's let's move into the wrap up here i can't stand for that i i just wanted each of us to pick one game uh that's a really great example for us uh that of an open world system um dakota i know you've been talking a lot about prey do you do you want to say that or do you have something else in mind no nah, because uh, like, i i feel stardew like valley is a good open world game too that's one to me that's stardew valley is not open world what <laughs> weird <laughs> i guess i, I, I kind know. of associate open worldness being so like with rpgs like there's a storyline also mixed in mm. with the world that you got to follow and to me, Stardew Valley, I mean, sure, it's open world, but it's not in the same context as those. Because, like, there's not a story. You can kind of just do whatever you want from the get-go. So a game has to have a story to be open world? I disagree. Yeah, I don't think that's real. I, I think I, 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 think I you're would... you're a hypocrite. I would, have, <laughs> I, would have, I would have resistance in adding that to the rule book. I'm not saying it's got to be a rule, but to me, Stardew Valley doesn't... I mean, I guess okay. there's a world, it's open, you can explore, but it's not the same as Prey or Skyrim or... Sure. Assassin's Creed. Okay, so then yeah, what I am going to ask is another. I'm going to ask. Is Animal Crossing's this, open world? What it? What, sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right. So what is the rule then? There's a reason. There's something that's keeping Stardew Valley out. What is that reason? It's, it's 2D. That's her problem. It's 2D. <laughs> yeah, I'm like maybe it's 
Because in starting yeah. Battle, like, there's not, like, there's not a goal to the game. I guess maybe there has to be, like, a goal of some kind. But even, like, there's not really side hmm. quests. Like, I guess there's the handful of side quests, but they're not really side quests. You're just kind of, like, you pick it up off the board and you give it to them, but it expires in a couple of days. It's just kind of a way to make extra money. It's not, like, a true, like, there's no goal other than just kind of build up your farm and hang out. Okay, so I, I'm going to no change. There's no end to the game. I'm I'm gonna change tracks here, and instead of asking you guys your favorite open world games, I'm gonna name five games, and you'll tell me whether or not they're open world, and we'll see, <laughs> All right. see what comes of it. Okay. Fortnite. Yeah. Dakota. My heart says no. What? So okay, so what about it is that? That's I guess not there's not. Open world. I guess it, there's like I'd, I'd a say the goal, time but. Element. You can't explore it. There's a, a it's yeah, a finite amount of time you have. No room to explore, and there's no like NPC. There, I mean, I guess there's detail in the world, but like there's no interactable character. I guess I've never played I, Fortnite. But I the world know. itself is open. You can yeah, go and anywhere. the world is interactive. I will yeah. say, like you can go through houses. You can like well, yeah, there's all but kinds like, of events that take place. Oh, okay. If right. there's events, I guess that's. I don't know. Does it's there have like, to be NPCs? No. It's the world. We're talking about a world. I, I don't know. We're talking about but open world there's, games. Uh, there's 99 other people out there. You don't need an NPC. Yeah, okay. but those other people are trying to shoot your face. Yeah, that's the concept of the game. <laughs> All yeah. right, so well, if two, uh, two out of the three of us are saying no, then we have to say why. So I, I, for me, I think it's an open world game must give you time to explore it, and Fortnite doesn't properly do that in the context of its main gameplay type. Uh, that's that's my feeling is that you you do have limited time um so i'm gonna say not an open just because the world is open doesn't make it an open world game okay i think you're both wrong just by that sentence i think you have bad opinions but i mean you don't have is open you can go anywhere in the world we're moving on to to the next one you can drive everywhere you can fly now we're we're moving on to the next one bioshock Yeah. yeah 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 Okay, so I, for me, I'll say no. Yeah, it's it's like open levels. Like, well, the level I, design is open. Bioshock's you, more or less the same idea as Prey, where it's, you have this condensed area, but it's a lot more detail involved. So is Prey not open world anymore? I don't know. Well, You I, just agree Prey was open world. Well, to be fair, I, I know less hypocrite. about Prey. No, wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> in Bioshock, you, you actively select levels. Prey is just space Bioshock. In Bioshock, you can't skip to the last level. Can you do that and and pray? Can you go to the last area? Can you do that? In you, you, actually, you literally actually can go to like this. Your I should the, your brother's in a space pod in like this little atrium area, and you can literally go there from pretty early in the Spoiler. game. That, see, that's the difference then between that and, and you Bioshock. can leave. You can skip the rest of the game and leave if you have his key. So in Bioshock, you can't. There's no. There's no way of doing this. That's why I think in Ocarina, or excuse me, Breath of the Wild is like the most true form of open world experiences because you can literally go right to the final boss like right away you can do anything going back to that chronology you can go and do anything whereas bioshock is on a linear you have to do this and then do that and i love bioshock it's one of my favorite games of all time but i don't think it's open world so okay it's okay if, so are we saying still saying yes though dakota no, Marcos? i'll say i'll say no now okay so then we don't we don't have to so the game anything. can't be linear yeah. Okay. Um, I think that was one of the first rules. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna throw one more out as, since we're running out of time. Minecraft. Yeah. Marcos. Yeah. I was gonna say bitch if you say no. <laughs> I just don't like Minecraft. That's fair, but it's still an open world game. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we'd all agree that it is. It's a terrible so that game. that refutes any thinking that an NPC has to exist. Well, no, but there's like the little villagers. You have the what are those? True. The, but they the, don't talk. The little mansions. Yeah, but are you can characters? trade with them and interact with them. I guess there's not character. Well, the, yeah, I don't know. Okay. We all agreed anyway. So <laughs> I think um, if if you 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 gotta say Minecraft is literally the definition yeah. of the world never ends. It yeah, it's uh, just, doesn't it end though. No, you can go all. The, some guy has it, been searching for the end of it. I think. And, yeah, and he's real far. I yeah. feel bad for him. All right. Yeah, so do I. Okay, so he's that, doing us a service, though. Uh, no. That'll that'll probably do it for our discussion here. Any any wrapping up thoughts, Dakota or Marcos, on open world games? Uh, let me. I'll, I'll finish with this question. Do you want to see more open worlds uh, in the future or less, Dakota? Uh, not in the state that they are now, where everyone thinks an open world is just big map. Here you yeah. go, and it's empty. Okay. Like Odyssey um, is uh, pretty criminal of that. Literally, one whole country and it's massive has two whole things to do in it. It has like one town and maybe like one other little cave, and that's it. And it's a massive country, and it killed me. I was like, mm. I'm with you, Marcos. What do you think? I don't care. <laughs> You Give don't like them, fighting though. games. I don't. So I, I don't like open what world. What if there's like, an open world yeah. fighting game? Uh, there isn't, and unless you're talking about Absolver, which uh, didn't do well. So, well, is yeah. It- I'm I'm gonna refute this. I'm not gonna give Marcos time to reply, which is unfair. But Marcos plays a lot of open games. I would consider to be open world. Which one? Tell me. I think I think Destiny is close to one. Destiny is more in line with. Uh, Mass Effect and Kingdom Hearts. You, you okay? You played. Uh, so wait, can Monster Space Hunter games? World? Monster Hunter World is separated by the areas. Uh, okay, I'll I'll give you that one. Um, let's see. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I did play that once. Yes. Yep. Open world, right? Yeah, one. Well, by our Two definition, and the game is pretty linear. Mm, okay. Maybe Open I don't know. You played Spider Man. I did play Spider Man, but that's just because Spider Man's a great game. Wait, wait, a lot of these are great games. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> not for me, man. Like uh, Prey doesn't interest me. Fuck yeah. Well, Prey, that's I understand. Games but... Don't interest me. Um, Dark Skyrim Souls. wasn't for me. Dark Souls. Dark we Souls talked about Dark Souls. Yeah, but I can't Bloodborne. go from like I can't immediately make it to Firelink Strand and then immediately go straight to Gwyn. If you uh, want to use that, but, okay. Well, but now our rules are breaking stuff. in on themselves. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think stop. I think I think there's there ultimately needs to be some limit. Otherwise, we'd end up with just like Breath of the Wild, and that's it. So yeah, Dark that, Souls is good, but that's because they make good games, except for Dark Souls well, Two. Dark of Souls course, 2 we're not arguing trash. that open world means good. Nobody yeah, here I'm is not, saying that. I'm not actively seeking out open world games i never am and i don't think dakota and i are i trust me when i say i much prefer like smaller tighter spaces that are well developed rather than these big open empty i too like anuses okay oh my god i'm glad i didn't have to be well damn it all i could think was oh god i was the explicit tag i made it this far (laughs) let's get to a trivia segment 
Kingdom Hearts 3 came out a couple of weeks ago, and I missed a Kingdom Hearts question. I, I wasn't able to deliver it to Blake in time. Uh, this is from Joshua Jinx. I'm going to ask Marcos this first. He's got to know the right answer. Uh, Marcos, can you spot the fake Kingdom Hearts Keyblade? Oh, God. <laughs> is, it, is it A, the Maverick Flare? Is it B, Circle of Life? Is it C, Pumpkinhead? Is it D, Decisive Pumpkin? Or is it E, Hero's Guardian? What was the first one? Maverick Flare. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Dakota, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, what was the second and third one you said? Because I remember Pumpkinhead. And second Maverick one was Flare. Circle of Life. And third what? one was Pumpkinhead. Wait, then what was the fourth one? Decisive Pumpkin. Decisive Pumpkin? <laughs> and, <laughs> and the last one was Hero's Guardian. Uh, decisive Pumpkin. It was E, Hero's Guardian, Maverick Flare, Circle of Life, Pumpkinhead, and Decisive Pumpkin all exist. Which one is Maverick Flare from? Uh, I just fact-checked this before. I, I should be able to have it right here. Okay, let's see. Maverick is... Um, God, there's so many Keyblades. I didn't know how many Keyblades there were. Uh, before I I did this, okay. Let's see, Maverick. Oh, I'm trying to do it. My computer is not. Um, Maverick Keyblade is. Oh goodness. Well, Pumpkinhead is Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Yeah, and then uh, the size of Pumpkin is to Kingdom Hearts Two. Yeah, um, just Kingdom Hearts Two. It looks Circle like. of Life is Kingdom Hearts Two. Maverick Pumpkin, or not Maverick Pumpkin. Um. I know this. I know this Flair. exists somewhere. I will. I will uh, have to get back to you on the. I guess next week because I can't. <laughs> I can't find it now. Uh, I, I, all right. <laughs> no, no. Listen. No, no, no. Listen. I get you. It probably exists. It most likely. Oh yeah. Exists. Okay. Here. Here we go. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Kingdom Hearts uh, three fifty eight over two. All right. Yeah, that's where Maverick Flare. It, what does it, it look like? Cool looking. It's a cool looking blade too. Cool what does it look like? Uh, it's got like a black um, circular, you know, like the oval handle. And then it's got just like a, a, a chain of flame as its, um, as its blade. It sounds like axles. Yeah, looks neat. Well, looks I don't know. All right. Anyway, All according, right. according to this website, is the 54th best. <laughs> wow. 54th best? Yeah, Top so 100. The, yeah, this, this, this one's like in. Oath Keeper and Oblivion plays. are ranked as its top, which I Really? I those are yeah. the only ones I've ever heard of. So. Mm. Oh, those are like the, those are the two, two of the more flagship ones. But I would imagine like the Ulto weapons be up there, or the Kai Blade. Yeah. So that'll do it for us this week. Uh, Marcos, you will retain your lead at 10 to 9 to 7. Uh, do you want to tell us where people can find you and maybe about that Kingdom Hearts 3 review that you wrote? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, TweakerPart37 on Twitter. I'm Marcus Carmon, the cute one. I recently did a uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, love piece on the website. Okay. Go check it out. And, yeah. Dakota, what about you? You can find me at Twitter at The Empress. There's a 3 in there somewhere. You can find me at Benjamin Ten on Twitch or at Benjamin Plays on Twitter. Uh, you guys should all subscribe to Patreon. P.S. Because it's my birthday. Oh, Saturday. So everyone should subscribe to Patreon. 
If for no other reason. Yeah. For Dakota's right. birthday. Happy birthday, for my, Dakota. For my spoiler cast. Feliz cumpleaños. 11 bucks away. <laughs> okay. We will see everybody next week. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Give for us Dakota and Marcos, I'm Ben. Volmer, uh, yeah. your host. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Volmer. <laughs>